Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. So I've talked to you a couple times over the years, and the first time I was giving you much praise that you should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then a few years later, boom, you're in. It was because of you, Sean. <laughs> and then <laughs> the next time I chatted with you, I'm like, Alice, I've seen you in concerts so many times, Jersey and PA and in, in New York. You never play my favorite Alice Cooper song. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Last year, you did it. Roses on White Lace. Ah, you know what? And we we invented... Well, when I got Hurricane Nita Strauss in the band... Yes. Then I added a shredder. I, I had two really good guitar players, rock and roll guitar players. And I had Orianti, who was a blues type of rock player. When I got Nita in the band, then it opened up those songs. It opened up songs that I played with Kane Roberts, who was a shredder. So I said, now we can do Roses on White Lace, and I can actually make a production out of it. Because Cheryl comes out as the bride, mm-hmm. you know, with the blood all over her dress. And that, that then it was a production number. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised how many people really, really wanted us to do that song. So I saw it last year when on the uh, the tour with you guys in, uh, in Hailstorm, Emotionless and White. It was it was tremendous, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there was, that's still in the show. We, we haven't taken that out. That, that's one of our, now it's become one of the high points of the show. Well, that's good to hear. Everything that's going on in the world, the pandemic and everything, how are you and the family doing? You know, um, we're not used to being home for six months. <laughs> <laughs> we were in we were in Berlin, Germany, doing a, a tour, and all of a sudden they said, you've got 24 hours to get out of Germany before we close the borders. So we left in the middle of a tour. We Between the vampires, the Hollywood vampires and my show, I think we postponed 130 shows. Wow. Like every other band, we're we're like a racehorse, you know, at the starting gates wanting to get out, but I don't think we're going to be able to do that till you know, they're saying November, December now, which is great. I would say conservatively January. But, I mean, everybody's going to be on tour, though. I think everybody's going to want to go on tour. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt a lot of people's credit cards and bank accounts. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, though. I think as people being home for this long can't wait to get out and see a real rock band again. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. You know, you mentioned Hollywood vampires. I saw you here in Atlantic City over at the Borgata. That was a tremendous, tremendous show as well. Well, you know, people are so surprised because they look at, you know, well, they know Joe Perry's, you know, a killer guitar player, and they know I've been on the road forever. That whole band is just, uh, you know, all-stars. And then they're going, well, you know, Johnny Depp, he's a movie star that wants to be a rock star. And they hear him play, and they go, holy crap, this guy's a player. Well, he's out with Jeff Beck right now. Oof. You know, <laughs> that's not too bad. That kind of says something about Johnny's playing. Uh, and I, I, they don't realize he was a guitar player a long time before he was a an actor. When we put him in the band, it wasn't because he was Johnny Depp, the actor. It was because he was Johnny Depp, the guitar player. Well, it was a great show. When I saw you, Robert DeLeo from STP uh, was was yeah. playing bass. That was the I had seen him in a course of a year play with three different bands, none of them being Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> he's one of those guys that can play with anybody. You know, he's he's like the journeyman that can play with anybody. And he fit right in. I mean, he fit right in with us when when we we put him in the band. It, that, that's the cool thing about about the vampires is we we might you know we could put anybody in that band. The three guys up front, everybody else is is kind of like you know if Zach Starr came in one night wanted to play drums, we'd say okay, you play drums tonight, <laughs> you know. Or if uh, if anybody really want, it wants to get up there and play a couple songs with us, Robbie Crager came up from the Doors and played one night with us. That's awesome. That always makes for an exciting evening you never know who who may show up so you got this new song yeah don't, don't give up talk to me a little bit about recording this because obviously a completely different
different process than you're used to. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing about it was was we're doing an album right now that's uh, it's pretty much done called Detroit Stories. I'm from Detroit. We decided to go to Detroit. All Detroit players, Mark Farner, Wayne Kramer. We had all these guys that are all from Detroit bands, and it's all about Detroit, recorded in Detroit with Detroit players. And that's the whole deal. Now, the song came up called Living on, um, Hanging by a Thread. And it was all the B section and the chorus was all written. And, and when this virus happened, I said, you know, I could take that song easily, rewrite the verse, and it would apply directly to the virus. And let's have Alice not sing it, but he'll talk it. And he'll actually be talking to the virus and telling the virus that it's not so tough and that we're a lot stronger than it is. And what it does is it gives the audience, I think, more less of a victim and much more of a, an offensive stance, like we're going to kick your butt. I think people needed that. I think people needed to quit being victims. Really cool video to go along with the song as well. Well, you know, I, we, we opened up that, that whole thing to anybody that wants to send in something, you know, a one word out of each out of the song. I was expecting maybe a thousand. We had to cut it off at 25,000 people. Wow. <laughs> Everybody wow. wanted to be in that video. And it was great, you know, but the response was really, really good. My next thing I was going to ask you, what's uh, in the future for Alice? You got this new record. When will we see that? When will that see the light of day? You know, I think like everything else, uh, everything's at the starting gate, ready to go, you know. That album is ready to go. I think that most of your artists that are sitting home all have studios. There's going to be a glut of music coming out next year, and there's going to be a ton of touring going on next year. Be ready. Next year is going to be the the entertainment year of the, because this year was just nothing but a vacuum. It was mm-hmm. a drought. So you know you're going to see everybody on tour next year, and all these albums are going to come out. But that'll be good. Everything. I hopefully it will get back to normal. I can't see if you were you know if you've been sitting at home for six months, you want to go see a live band, especially if the virus isn't around anymore. Or we get a vaccine or something. I think that's the, one of the things. There starts to be a vaccine. I think that's going to happen. Then yeah. people will be more open to to going out. Absolutely. All these things. Listen, there's never it's never a bad thing to have a lot of music and a lot of live shows out there. That we all welcome that. Absolutely. I mean, I know so so many tours that had to they got stalled out, and ours including. And we had a five week tour in Europe with the uh, Vampires, and and now everybody is sitting at home writing songs. So. I mean, it's going to be a ton of songs. You know, it's a good thing that uh, Motley Crue didn't listen to you when you wanted to, like, guillotine them at the very last show because, well, here they are trying to go back on the road as well. I was actually talking about a real guillotine with them, you know. (laughs) 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 That way they kind of made sure that when they said it was their last tour, it was going to be their last tour. Alice, I have seen you in concert so many times. The first time was the uh, Scorpions Alice Cooper show back in '96. Uh, that tour was was tremendous. But I, some of my favorite you know concert memories, I saw you twice up at the Roseland Ballroom on Halloween, which was just two killer killer shows. Well, I mean, if you're going to see Alice Cooper, see us on Halloween. It used to be in the old days, you know, in Detroit, we played the Cobo Hall, and it was Alice, Iggy, and Ted Nugent and the and Amboy Dukes at the Cobo Hall. That was always that we did one. Sh- we did a couple of shows then in London, you know, and we had uh, Arthur Brown come up and do fire with us. And, you know, I mean, it was Halloween is sort of our night. We own that night. Before I let you go, I do want to mention one thing. I think one of your most underrated records, and I listened to it the other day just because it had been a while, uh, The Last Temptation. There, there's oh, that man. record has such a special. I don't know why, but I just I think of that record. I listen to it. And it takes me back. I think I just got my license. 
and I had a CD player in the car, and and, and is one of the the records that I listen to constantly. And and every time I listen, I'm like, man, I keep forgetting Chris Cornell was on that record. Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris and I wrote two songs for that. I mean, everything about that record was very special. It was a storyline, you know, about how you don't have to give in to temptation. You don't have to give in to being like everybody else. And there was a comic book along that, that came along with it. We wrote the lyrics together. I mean, that was a really special package. And you'd be surprised how many how many fans call that one of their two or three favorite Alice Cooper albums. For me, definitely. Absolutely. Probably Billion Dollar Babies and that might be one and two for me. Oh, that's great. You know, Billion Dollar Babies is classic Alice, you know. Yeah. And then but but uh, Last Temptation was really a good storyline, you know, and and all the songs were really that's kept right to the story. And uh yeah, I, I there's some songs in there that I that I still love doing. I, I you know, every once in a while we'll we'll do Nothing's Free mm-hmm. or we'll do uh uh, oh, would you lost in America? You know, a tremendous, tremendous record. I can't wait for the new music. Don't give up. Tremendous song. Um, we're back out going to seeing shows in 2021, and you're out there. I will definitely be in attendance. And thank you for uh, for for sharing your gift with everybody. It's it's always fun listening and watching an Alice Cooper show. It's never not entertaining. It's always you just can't take your eyes off of it. Thanks a lot, Sean. And I, I guess I'm the one that has to tell you this, but your cat. Yes. He's an alcoholic now because of all your brewery touring. Um, and so I, I think you should get your cat into some sort of an AA, you know. Well, I have I have two cats, but the I know the one you're talking about. She's nuts. <laughs> the other one's into drugs, so I don't know how to tell you this. So it's, it's weird. <laughs> Alice, thank you for taking some time out, man. You're always right. welcome here in the airwaves. All right, Sean, and I'll see you as soon as we can get out on tour, man. We'll be back out. Sweet, man. Take care. Be good. Bye-bye.